I'm a little gun shy when it comes to some Waterloo flavors because I, I really OD'd like five years ago on, some, <laughs> a, uh, on a black cherry sparkling water and Waterloo makes a black cherry and I'm always just like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm very much team Big Swig though. So this is this is going to sound very weird, and I'm very in the last year into like sparkling waters. Like I drink a lot of it. Um, now's to me the time to drink the black cherry. The only reason I'm drinking grapefruit is because I'm out of black cherry. But black cherry feel it tastes. I don't want to say it tastes better when it's colder, but it's mm. got kind of like a. It's more of a a, a, a winter month. Yeah, that, I mean, that, it all tastes like water with fake flavoring yes, in it. It is, you know it is a I mean. heavier <laughs> flavor. I know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, although it's so funny because I feel like we got a little taste of winter here in Austin recently, and then and mm-hmm. now now we're back to as seventy as last Taylor night. Swift would say, you know, back to my usual shit of like yeah, seventies in <laughs> January, which again, not really complaining about, but yeah, it's it's like once the sun went down, this is like such weather one one. Once the sun went down, it got a lot cooler. <laughs> Well, I think that's different in some places because, and even in Austin, it's not always necessarily like that. But yeah. so, but I feel like to 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 talk about Texas winters to our audience, like you go outside and it's there's wind whipping and it's cold, so you get all bundled up, and then you get in your car because you're driving somewhere, and the sun is what keeps it you you from having cold winters. It's like if you go on a walk in Texas. In the winter, like it's cold in the shade and it's really, really warm in the sun. The yes. sun's what's creating the warmth. But uh, so I feel like I keep trying to explain to Tara, I'm like, oh, it's layers. You got to do layers yeah. so you can oh, like, yes. adjust accordingly. All about layers. And like, I rarely wear a coat in the car because I have the heat on mm-hmm. and I have seat warmers in my new car. And I, I, we discussed seat warmers. We have and talked about them. So I, I want to share. So I, there's a high setting and a low setting. And I, I want to share that recently I got in my car and I, the seat warmers were like, already on like when I turn my car on it's like the seat warmers were like ready and I'm driving and I go oh my god did I just wet my pants <laughs> and then I was like and it's the seat warmers and I was like Ryan is right <laughs> it feels yes. like you wet <laughs> your pants <laughs> and the problem is I mean I'm inching ever so closer to this to 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 old age uh this is the year I turned 40 but we're both oh kind of god. in that state <laughs> right. Sorry. So that we're, mean for that we're to both, be so, like horrified. It's, it's it's nuts. I feel like I have a lot of Ooh. feeling like an adult to do this year before we get to it. But um uh I I feel like we're we're at that stage where like sometimes our bodies give out on us in weird ways. Yes. And whenever I sit in a seat and it does that I go, is this is this it? Is this <laughs> <laughs> the day I find out I have an incontinence issue? <laughs> or I like think about from friends of mine who've told me this like after you have one or two kids it's like oh it's yeah. kind of katie bar the door <laughs> like yeah, yeah, you yeah, laugh yeah, too yeah. hard at something and then you're like oh did i just and it's not just like they peed a little it's like no you've you really wet your pants <laughs> <sighs> the, the forward march of time is awful <laughs> it's i know it's pretty it's pretty bad I, I remember once i maybe i've told this before but i got a um cat scan there was a cat scan where they have to like give you an iv of iodine and uh, the guy was like, so you're going to feel a very warm settling sensation mm-hmm. in your abdomen. You might think you peed yourself. You did not. <laughs> and I was really. Or maybe it's both. <laughs> I was well, I was dressed for work. It was like 730 in the morning and I was like dressed to go to work. Like my job in Dallas was just probably the most formal dress I had. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm like wet my pants in my like work attire. <laughs> so I have not listened to last week's episode. Was was it a joy having Kyle back? It, I know it's... It, it was a, it was a real joy. Also, I've realized that Kyle and I so rarely get one on one time. Um, like I'm usually talking with him and his wife, who is how I know him, mm-hmm. and or he participates in trivia on Tuesday, so it's like him and you know a bunch of other people. Um, so it's just it, it was you know it was nice to get like a like a real. It, it was it's like when you get that coffee concentrate that you're supposed to you know dilute and everything, and it's like I just got. <laughs> Kyle concentrate there just um which nice. is which is always always nice so I'm, I'm also just lucky that my friends picked people that I want to be friends with as their partners so that's always very nice because I've also seen the other situation where it's like oh I used to be friends and it's not necessarily like 
like their 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 partner is a bad person or just, it's not like and then they married like a clan member <laughs> yeah it's just like i we don't work well as a threesome and frankly i'm the odd person out in this situation <laughs> yeah, like, they're going you to pick like their partner every time me. yes yeah yes yes um i mean i have it's never been well actually no it has been spouses but i i have like lost friendships where it's yeah we just drift apart because for one of them it was like no the partner and i actually actively disliked each other so have you ever had the opposite where like you have friends that you're better friends with? Well, you're not married or I'm sorry. <laughs> well, but like, Oh my God. Thank you for the you, reminder, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, I know. Tick, tick, tick. Um, so <laughs> like you, I've found that there are friends that me and them are pretty good friends, but like Tara really was like that missing ingredient. And now it's like, Oh, we're way better friends than we used to be mm-hmm. when it was just me and me and them. So I would say, yes, um, I, I have that in where because some like, okay, I'm not going to name names. So I'm going to be vague about this person, but there's somebody. So let me back up. I always feel like I know when somebody is found to their person, when they, that makes them the best version of themselves. And I had, yes. uh, and I had a friend who was, have a friend who is like fairly high strung, fairly uptight. Yeah. She was kind of a small me. doses person. Me. Oh, she, okay. Go yeah. Ahead. And, um, anyway, she has now, and she, she got, she got married to a like wonderful guy who just like brought out, brings out the best in her. And so like, because of him, we all like spending time with her more. I've now gone on trips with her. We've been roommates on bachelorette parties. Like I have said, I want her to be my roommate Mm -hmm. on this bachelorette party and stuff. Like it's, I now like welcome times for us to hang out. And, and it's, it's like even without him, but, but just because he brings out like just the best in her. So. Well, I, you know, I've been doing a lot of like Facebook uh, memory surfing lately. And there was one where I wrote something on Facebook where it was like, you know, I was complaining about some Facebook meme or something like, it's played it out, blah, blah, blah. Why? Oh, it was uh, that whole thing we had for a while where it was like, somebody says it was like, dentists say, and it was all these videos like that. Uh, I wrote like, it's played its course, we're done. And then my friend was like, why are you like this? Why do you write like open letters to Facebook? (laughs) And I was looking at the date and I was like, this was, uh, I guess, nine years ago. Jesus, it would be 2012. Yeah, it'd be nine years ago. And I wrote, oh, I like this year, like it was the last week, just to my friend Janelica. I'm like, I know why I'm like this Janelica. In about three weeks, I will meet Tara and things will get much, much better. Yes, I think I'm one of those friends, and I appreciate you making up the story about a woman um, to, <laughs> well, to cover. As far this as story I can recall, me. you and I have never been roommates on a bachelorette party, so right yet, yet 2021 is the year. <laughs> I'm trying to. Think what, I want you to like. To think like what, honestly imagine this. I, I'm trying to think of a mutual friend that we have who would be getting married and having a bachelorette party. That you and I would both be invited to. <laughs> no, I like this fantasy where it's just like. You're like, I'll come, but I have to invite my friend Ryan. And it's just like some weird thing we do for the podcast. And then it's like cut to like, you know, like a male stripper. And I've got like a weird like penis hat. And like, I'm just like looking miserable. <laughs> I'm like on my phone. And you're like, no, you have to pay attention and like knock the phone out of my I head. actually want to think like, the oh. one thing would be amazing. It's like, like a camera at 3 a.m. where it's me, earplugs, sleep mask, white noise machine blaring. And you in the other bed just like. What? Like what? Oh, what is happening? Absolutely not, because I have a sleep machine. Uh, I have a, a white noise machine. Uh, I don't use a sleep mask, but I use a bandana. Like you, that's the point when you and I are like simpatico. Oh, it's okay. Like three, now I think there's a good chance that that's starting for me at about ten thirty. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so there's a difference, but yeah. I, let's let's do this, guys. Let, the 2021 is the weird year of Ryan and Laurel. What if it's the opposite where I'm not mad and I just love it? Like it's like one I was gonna 180 say, the other day. I don't know. I don't think you would dislike a bachelorette party. I feel like you would just lean in, kind of like how I feel about cruises, where like if you go in there ready to be like eye rolly, yeah, you're gonna be eye rolly the whole time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if you go in there just like let's do this, I am here, I'm present, I'm gonna just like like enjoy this, then I think you would have a great time. I have, you know, it's the same thing with bachelor parties where like, I love the idea of like, this is your party. Like this is, you know, especially it's even more so than a birthday. It's like, this is the one time you get to do whatever you want to do. What is it? And hopefully it's not like kill a hooker, (laughs) but like, I like, you know, I had a friend who like, 
they came to me. They're like, hey, so-and-so's bachelor party's coming up. What should we do for it? I planned his whole bachelor party and then didn't get invited. But we'll go into that later. But it was like, I was like, oh, there. he loves. <laughs> yeah, I was not happy about it. So I was like, we, he loves sports. You should, you know, you should rent out a box. Or like, that's really expensive. I'm like, rent out a box at like a Rough Riders game or something. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't have to be mm-hmm. the Rangers. So they did that. And then they had like a poker table brought in and they played poker while they did it. And they've had like a big spread. But the spread was like six foot party sub and mm-hmm. things like this because it was like right out of college. But so it was like they got to do all this stuff. And then they went to a cigar bar and then like. Because that was their thing. They came to me and they're like, he wants to do a bachelor party, but he doesn't have strippers. And I'm like, okay, so? And they're like, well, what do we do? I'm like, uh, there's literally the world of things you can do that don't involve strippers. Yeah, that would be like somebody coming to me and being like, oh, like, Amanda wants a bachelorette party and doesn't want a male stripper. I'd be like, I've never planned. I've planned many bachelorette parties and never done one with a stripper. This was also a bunch of band dudes, uh, either one year still in in college or one year yeah. out of college. So that, that's part. It's, of I it. think strippers are a lot more synonymous with bachelor parties and bachelorette parties. But yes. um, what was I going to say? Oh, you, you and I have talked about this before, though. That like I have a, a very good guy friend, my old roommate, and that one point I was like, oh, I would one hundred percent. I mean, I still think this. I would one hundred percent invite him on my bachelorette party. Like it would be mm-hmm. like, like a given or whatever. And, and I was like, honestly, I'd go on his bachelor party. And you were like, do not go on his bachelor party. <laughs> You're like, don't be the girl uh, with all of the guys who's like, we're BFF and I'm here. <laughs> I, I just like, I want to retract that statement, but there has to be a conversation an honest conversation between well, you and possibly the best man and everything about like so what he, type so of he is, he is now engaged. Be. So it's a little bit more of like a, of a possibility, although he's been engaged now for like two years. Um, but I, I like, no, I no longer think I want to. What I think would yeah, happen yeah. is that me and some of his other close friends, both girls and guys, but who were not part of his like college group of friends who would probably throw his bachelor. We would probably all do something. That's yeah. just like a, like, come here for the weekend and let's all just, like, hang out. Because that's the thing. Whoever you think you know now, they, there's a good possibility they either were a very different par- person in college <laughs> or participated in a lot of activities you're not, like, privy to in college. And bringing that group back is, like, I have never been on a bachelor party where there wasn't some guy who was, like, let's do the typical bachelor party thing. Yes. Or, like, was, like, a problem. And I think adding a... I think you'd have to be a very particular type of woman to fit to slot easily into that situation. And I don't think that's who you are. Oh, no, I also just don't think I would have fun because most of his college friends have like 2.3 kids and live in a suburb somewhere. So they would see his bachelor party as like, we're just going to get real wasted and be away from our wives for a weekend and have no responsibilities. And I'm like, I would think I would just be like, this is boring. And, (laughs) um, and then I feel like they would be like, Laurel's going to cook for us. And I'd be like, if I cook, you mean put some pizzas in the oven? Yes. <laughs> no, no, that wasn't a joke saying like you can't cook or anything. That was me just going like, how freaking rude to expect one person. By the way, that's what we had at my bachelor party is we got a whole bunch of like cold cuts mm-hmm. and sausages and like easy stuff to cook. Everyone was like, let's make something big. I'm like, no, I want to just eat like, let's just get pizza. We're saving money this way so we could spend more time at the water park. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Wait, what water park did you go to? We went to Schlitterbahn. Oh man, lucky you got out alive. But yeah, oh, I mean, I, I, I it was. I, I love Schlitterbahn. I haven't been in. Oh my god, I should have only been once. I haven't been in like fifteen years. But let's let's jump into this episode because I have a deep dive on here. Okay, um, hello I Seattle. Done this in so long. <laughs> hello Seattle. <laughs> it's been, uh, been a minute I'm since Ryan. you hosted, so I didn't know if you needed know, a little right? help. Um, I'm Laurel. And Let's we're... start the whole thing okay. over again. <laughs> uh, hello, Seattle. I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're the Craniacs. We get together and we talk about Frasier, the wonderful 90s and 2000s sitcom spinoff of Cheers. Uh, Laurel here has seen almost all the episodes and is, is just, a, just a treasure trove of facts and anecdotes you know, about Frasier. I, I realize I'm coming up like in two years on my 20th anniversary with Frasier. So, oh, Frasier? Yeah, because it What's came out in What's the 20th anniversary? Are you going to... S- are you going to send David Hyde Pierce something? I mean, I, I think uh, people who are married can let me know. I think 20th, it's not the silver anniversary. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's the pewter anniversary. So, <laughs> like. So, the first episode we're dealing with this week is a Tsar is born. Is that how you say that? Tsar, yeah. Uh, Tsar, Ch- I'm sorry. Tsar, China Tsar? is the 20th anniversary gift. So, 
Um, David Hyde Pierce, let me know what your China pattern is, and I will send you some go. sherry glasses. <laughs> so uh, today's episode of Czar is Born. Uh, the rift between Martin and his son's taste is bridged when they find they are fans of the Antique Roadshow. The boys have a great time watching it on TV, and when the Roadshow comes to Seattle, they all go. I feel like we're missing the second part of that, but I gotta say, Laurel, I loved this episode. <laughs> I was so charmed by this episode. <laughs> I loved it. Like, I I'm actually like, uh, yeah. rolled my eyes when I saw that it was the next episode because I very vaguely remembered it. And, I mean, I took almost a page of notes. I laughed out loud yes. many times. I, I Yes, this is, this may be, I don't know if I want to say it's a VIE because, again, to me, there's, like, the importance. But it's, this is a great episode for anyone to just step in. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's a great jump-in episode or someone's like, I just want to watch an episode of Frasier. I think it's so smart it's such a good everybody is at their best in mm -hmm. terms of like what makes them really funny so i think it also really talks about the dynamic between martin and fraser without it being yes. the typical like oh i hate what you boys are doing in fact the bridge like them coming together over antiques roadshow is one of my favorite plot points i think i've seen on the show yes yes i i completely like, agree i'm trying to think if there's an example of where my parents and i both watched the same show i will say that for a while my dad and i both watched Grey's anatomy and that that was like a fun. I mean, we both knew we watched Grey's Anatomy. That was like a fun random thing that we. I'd be like, so did you watch Grey's Anatomy this week, Dad? My mom and my dad don't typically like the same shows, but apparently recently my, they've been uh, bonding over Heart of Dixie, which is a very weird show for my dad to be like, I super into. I love Heart of Dixie. I watched. Okay, it. what's it on now? Okay, um, uh, I want to say I think actually my friend was in the middle of it when they took it off Netflix. I think it's on I, the IMDb app. Um, I know, I know, <laughs> um, but Heart of Dixie, I watched a few summers ago when I worked from home back when working from home was real, real, you know, not normal, but my office was getting renovated. And so we all worked from home for like four months and I, that was my background show. And I was so surprised at how much I loved it. Yeah. I have no idea what it's about. It's basically Doc Hollywood. Have you ever seen, did you ever see that Michael J. Fox movie, Doc Hollywood? Where he, yes, 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 yes. Where he's, oh, it's a medical drama? Yeah. So it's Rachel Bilson plays like a big city doctor who like doesn't get the, the fellowship she thinks she's going to. And she ends up becoming like joining a practice in a small town. So I'd say it's Doc Hollywood meets Gilmore Girls meets like Parks and Rec. Has all that quirky okay. small town charm. Um, so I've been using the term, if you put a gun to my head, I wouldn't know this, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I'd already be dead in this situation because I, for some reason, thought it was about uh, country singers. I think I might have been getting it mixed up with Nashville. I have no idea Sounds what Sounds like you're it mixing was. it up with Nashville. Yeah. So, yeah. Rachel Bilson plays Zoe Hart, H-A-R-T, Hart of Dixie. And, yeah, she goes, and it's five seasons, and it's, it's just Is she a, a heart doctor? No. She's just, she's just a general okay. practitioner. She just joins the, okay. you know, small town, so she does a little bit of everything. Um... Yeah, and it's just, it's a real, it's a real treat. Um, yeah, I highly, highly recommend that show. Yeah, so yeah, that's what my, my mom, and that's why I know it's off Netflix, because they're like, started watching it, and then it just went off, you know, they're not watching the thing that says this will go off Netflix on blah, 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 all of a yeah. it just stops, and they're like, how do we watch it? And I'm like, no offense, mom, but like, it took me years to get you to understand Netflix. I don't think... I don't see multiple streaming services in your future. Do they have Amazon Prime, though? Cause they, yes, they, but I don't know that they use it. I was going to say, they could just buy the seasons. Like, depending on how far they are, and they probably need to buy a few seasons. I mean, yeah, it would be, like, stupid expensive, because that's how Amazon is with digital copies of seasons, but... I will. I'd have to buy it for them, that, but but we'll see. Yeah, um, I just say like uh, it's a it's a charming, delightful show. I've told my parents they should watch it because we were big fans of the OC. Um, we watched mm -hmm. the entire OC like as a family <laughs> the summer after I graduated just got college. Got on something. Um, and anyway, it's on HBO Max now. It is on HBO Max. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. so so we love we loved Rachel Bilson from um, the OC, and so I I told my parents like y'all would really like um hard to dig. also i think tara would really like it um it has uh, the guy who plays jason street from friday night lights so well i'm a big rachel bilson fan yeah. she also recently she seems nice she recently dated bill Hader. they dated for like a year which is such to me a random pairing <laughs> but i thought bill Hader was married he got divorced, he divorced a few years ago yeah mm. right, kind of right before i feel like barry took off he got divorced um mm -hmm. so that's how it works and I don't know, like, like broke down in an interview because like he hadn't seen his kids in like four months because of like his filming schedule and like the custody arrangement and stuff. So 
Anyway, wow. I feel like Bill Bill Hader's got you know he's he's a he's got a lot of feels and. I just like I want him to. Oh, I think he seems like a really good guy, which means we're going to find out some horrible thing about him in about a year. (laughs) I I think he's pretty public about his struggles with mental health. So you know, and and his anxiety, which which I feel like is very like vulnerable and stuff. So I'm always just like, I hope you're okay, Bill Hader. (laughs) But so I I gotta say, like the whole setup of like Martin being like, I'm going to watch a game show, and they're like, Oh, we really like. She goes like, What game show are you watching? He's like, Oh, it's great. They bring on. The antiques and they like i love that he thinks of it through that lens yes i thought that was so funny and that is such a good setup for how like just how, how fraser and niles versus martin approach life like to them yes. it's like oh yes we learn about these antiques and history and the detail yes. and martin's like it's a game show but they do such a good job of showing like first they're all on the this couch separately and then they come back and it's like they're all meeting each other at where they are like I love that Niles and Kramer are not Niles and Kramer. <laughs> Niles and Frazier are still uh, drinking wine, but they've like rolled up their sleeves and like, they're next Niles to Niles is on the sitting thing. on the floor at one point. Yeah, and they're and they're doing a drinking game every time she says veneer. Like that was hilarious. It was so good. I, it was one of my like. I I just I found this whole thing incredibly charming, and the impetus, the the, the conflict at the beginning, is that Frazier Martin is upset with Fraser because Fraser declined to go to cousin Dodie's wedding, which, which was Western themed. There, and yes. the uh, reply card asked you to pick your favorite chili or which kind of chili you wanted. I would go to cousin Dodie's wedding. I was like, I was thinking the this exact sounds same like thing. a blast. <laughs> Here, here's the thing. I feel like as like, as some, you know, like the first wedding anyone does is definitely like, like Tara and I have joked around about like we want to get married again just so we can throw a wedding that's like a ridiculous theme. Like now that we've had our like this was our enchanted moment, this was our wedding. Now it's like let's just have a another quote unquote wedding. <laughs> like so people come out and it's like Western themed or something. You, weird. you could do a, like a vow renewal or anniversary party. And... But like some of it is also like if if I gave you a thing, first of all, if I gave you a thing that said like Tara and Ryan are getting married again, you'd be like, what is this? But like, so it'd have to be like, I don't know. Like if you like, that's why a second, the good thing about a second wedding is it's like, oh, we'd love to see, you know, like it's a new person. It's a new thing. You get more people there that way. If I send you a vow renewal, you might just be like, okay, great. You guys have fun. <laughs> well, I, I would think so. Here's the only thing about vow renewals that I probably mistakenly think is that I always feel like they come after a very big hurdle for the couple. Like there was infidelity. Mm, There was a really bad illness. There was some big turbulent time and they're like, we made it and we're going to renew our vows, which I think is not necessarily always the case, but I'm going to change my advice and say an anniversary party because my friend's parents had a 30th anniversary party themed the white trash bash. They had a food truck (laughs) serving hot dogs. They had kegs. They had a bluegrass band and they had Casey Musgraves because it was 2009 Whoa, and Casey Musgraves yeah. was not yet famous. So um, that's awesome. And we drank trash can punch, which was literally just in the bathtub in my friend's sister's mm-hmm. uh, bathroom. And um, so I'm just saying like that, that was a blast and that was like a super fun theme party. So, I mean, there's an argument to be made that I just announced that the, the, this is the year of my 40th, and we've been trying to figure out what we want to do for that. Oh, yeah. Um, but you also don't like, don't you not like, like, birthday parties for yourself or something? Or you just don't like that people think they should be Halloween parties? I I, I think it's, no, I, I, of course, love parties for me. Come on. Um, <laughs> but, like, I don't like when someone always, it's just funny to me when someone always goes, like, and I like Halloween parties for me, but it's just funny to me when someone, since it's near Halloween, always acts like, Guys, stand back and sit down. You're about to have your socks blown off your feet. Here's my idea. And I'm like, every, I'm like, is it a costume party? And they're like, oh, yes. And I'm like, yeah. I, I, no offense, I've heard it before. Um, I think the one we thought about doing this year was uh, May the 40th be with you. Because we went to a really good Star Wars beer tasting that was like right in that sweet spot of not being super nerdy, but, but being absolutely nerdy enough where it was like, this is a beer tasting. And then there were the people who like showed up in full costume, but then just people who were like, I got a star Wars t-shirt or like this assortment of clothing looks like something princess Leia would wear. And that was it. And it wasn't necessarily like I went to the shop and I got this and blah, blah. blah. And they had a cover band 
that had just Star Wars masks, and every once in a while, if they could think of a way to incorporate Star Wars into whatever cover song they were playing, like they they just would. Like they, mm-hmm. if they could put Han Solo into the lyrics, they mm-hmm. would. And it was just enough that we were drinking up. They're like, yeah, <laughs> like it was so stupid. But I'm like, I remember sitting there like, this is what exactly the kind of Star Wars party I want to have. <laughs> I mean, I I think come October, hopefully we'll have reached critical mass of vaccines that. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you this this can this can be realized. Yes, it may just be. Who knows? I will um, be the person in like a Star Wars shirt, and then I will get like some faux cinnamon buns and just attach yeah. them to my head. And, <laughs> like, and that's what people were doing. But then there was also, have you ever heard of Disney bounding? This is a thing I find very fascinating. I, no, I've never heard of this. So it's something they do, like because you're not allowed to wear costumes into Disney parks. Like, oh, okay. I guess I didn't know Because that. they don't want someone like coming up to you and you starting to go, I am Cinderella, and then like ruining the brand or whatever. So what they do is this thing called, I don't know why it's called Disney bounding, but it's like you wear an outfit that is evocative of the character you're pretending to be. Mm-hmm. So they have like a Mary Poppins one and it's just like, or, or let me think of a better example. Like they'll do like Mickey and it's like, you wear yellow pants and this. It's enough that you look at me and go, that looks like something Mickey would wear. But okay. if Mickey was a human. But it's kind of like, like inspired goofy. by Mickey without you trying yes. to be like that person. Like uh, there's, you know, or it's like there's one. We just did Who Framed Roger Rabbit on on the Princess Diaries podcast. And there's like a Jessica Rabbit one, but it's clearly not like a super cleavage dress. It's yeah. like just that color top and bottom. And then like, like th- go look up Disney bounding and then a character you like, I think I looked up one. I was like looking like what, w- cause I'll do opposite sex. So it'll be like a, what would a boy wear if they were wearing a Maleficent bounding? Mm-hmm. And it'd be this mm-hmm. color scheme and this. I and really this. think you need to post some examples of this in the, in the group. Yeah. Because I will. Yeah. And I think that's what this was. There's a lot of star Wars bounding where it was like, mm. I wore like you wear like a very white outfit and cinnamon bun. So mm-hmm. it looks like, Leia's white outfit, but it's not just a robe or whatever, or like dudes wearing I'm, vests. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. So they look like Take back my, my previous costume. I am wearing a white bathrobe and cinnamon buns. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I'm going to be I like that. <laughs> so comfortable. It's like, what's that you got? What you got on, on underneath there, Laurel? My pajamas. <laughs> see, <laughs> see, okay. I'm going you're, to sleep when in. I get home. <laughs> um. So there's something else that's brought up in this episode that I really want to talk about because I did a deep dive. Okay. okay. And that's uh, once they. Uh, the Antique Roadshow is coming to Seattle. Uh, Martin's looking in his closet for something to do, and his options are a bear clock um, that they're just like, oh, this is so tacky. Or they're saying, well, at least he didn't bring the jackalope head, to which Fraser calls it uh, Texas's answer to the Minotaur. Niles might have said that. Niles said it. I wrote that down. <laughs> now, as we've talked about in a previous episode, uh, Laurel, I'm a big fan of cryptozoology, of which a jackalope <laughs> falls into. So I have done a deep dive of a jackalope, which is, of course, uh, the mythical animal of North American folklore described as a jack- jackrabbit with antelope horns, a post, uh, a portmanteau of jackrabbit and antelope. I just find them interesting because they're, they're completely made by uh, two brothers who in, in, in Wikipedia are referred to as Douglas Herrick and his brother. Wikipedia doing his doesn't get a name. bang up job. <laughs> um, can I just say that for a not insignificant amount of time, I thought jackalopes were real because I think I conflated jackalopes and jackrabbits. Oh, yeah. And so I was like, oh yeah, jackalopes. Yes. yes. Well, here's the thing you might be interested to know, Laurel. They kind of are real because they might be, what did I write it here? They're, yes. Researchers suggest that at least some of the tales of horned hares was inspired by sightings of rabbits infected with uh, Shope papilloma virus, which causes horns and antler-like tumors. It's not a very fun thing to Google image search, but like they do end up with like horns and stuff that are very hard tumors. Yes. And it's a, it's a big thing with rabbits. So that's where they think a lot of this came from. It may also be uh, related to the uh, Bavarian Wolpertinger. Uh, which is a creature described as having the head of a rabbit, the body of a squirrel, the antlers of a deal, deer, and the wings, and occasionally the, lang- the legs of a pheasant. But these started in Utah in 1930. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm pressing stop. <laughs> uh. I-, I just want to say that because jackalopes are not real, later when I was introduced to javelinas, I thought javelinas were not real. I was like, I mixed up them with jackalopes. And I was like, oh, I was like, those aren't real. They're javelinas. And my boyfriend at the time, javelinas are like those 
uh, not exactly the enormous wild feral hogs, but it's like a feral yeah. hog that you find in like West Texas. Smaller though um, than like, you know, the like enormous Hogzilla. feral hogs that, yeah, um, smaller, but like they're, they're, they're real dumb. And so they run right out in front of your car on like dark roads in West Texas. And like, if you hit them, it's like, oh, it's, it's like a hitting problem. a deer. It's like, oh, that's, yeah, it's a problem. So, um, yeah. Um, but I, I'm really glad we were able to indulge your love of cryptozoology. I, anytime um, I can bring it to I the also, forefront. I enjoyed when the javelina or javelina jackalope made an appearance <laughs> when they were talking about like their, their Russian ancestry and how they always felt like they were descended from a great and noble line. And then Martin's running through the house, chasing Eddie with the javelina. Yes. It made me very happy. Well, so that's the second part of this is that they bring it on Antique Roadshow. It turns out it's a $25,000 clock that potentially belonged to the, uh, Romanovs and it sends yes. uh Fraser and Niles down what would now be an ancestry.com uh plot line of are we actually related to the the Romanovs and all this and I mean just to sum it up real quick they end up it ends up being that they're related to the scullery maid who stole this from the Romanovs yes I'll, I'll, and then married someone also, if I were them, um, the Romanovs had a lot of diseases, like pretty prevalent hemophilia. So I'm like, I don't know if you necessarily want to be thrilled if you're coming from that bloodline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Ro royals in general are a problem when it comes to genetics. Yes. Um, so, but I, I, just a little plug, shout out for the movie Anastasia, the animated movie, which is mm -hmm. still fantastic. And it is about the lost princess Anastasia um, from the Romanov family. Um Highly recommend. Good for kids. Um, the the soundtrack slaps even to this day. So slaps. I just <laughs> I was just listening to one of my Spotify like your top songs in this year list, and I was like, let's go back to 2016 and see what 2016 Laurel was listening to. And one of the songs from the Anastasia, it was Anastasia. The came on, and I was like, what were you going through in 2016, Laurel? <laughs> you felt lost. I just yeah. Um, I but okay. I have a lot about this episode part of it is how precious they are about the internet Roz at nervosa is like yes. they put in a phone jack so i can yeah. be on the internet and she's internet dating again it's a uh laptop that's about three inches thick yes it's about a phone book size laptop um yeah. and i just i i loved i loved loved everything well, about the i like the whole I like the whole bit where Fraser was like, that's the guy from B Bilson's? Was B that Bidwell. the guy we just said, Rachel? Bidwell. Bidwell's. And she, and she thinks it's Noel, and then she's attacking Noel, and then the guy from Bidwell's comes in and then leaves, and she's chasing him. And the, the best button on that was Niles coming and going, I just saw the guy from Bidwell's. I saw the Bidwell's guy. <laughs> um, it was a great little it, this, is, this is maybe my favorite episode in a while <laughs> I, I agree, it. and I think so far it's my favorite episode of this season. Um, yeah, absolutely. But I I just love that Roz is like, I'm not being catfished. She didn't say catfish because that wasn't a term yet then. But like, he yeah. sent me a photo and I'm like, oh, girlfriend. Yeah. I should say. What if she had said catfished? I, I, I should say. Well, she, she thought she was. She thought it was Noel. But mm. um, I, I have never been catfished, thankfully. But I have I have friends who have. And uh, I thought you were to say, but I have catfished many people. Now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I have noticed. This is something I've noticed maybe in the past few years on online dating that guys will put the date of the photo when in their profile. Like it'll mm. say this was taken February like 2018 or whatever. Um which I'm like, "Oh, you've been catfished, haven't you?" <laughs> if you're um Yep. So I'm trying to yeah, I'm trying to think if there's something else I was going to say about this. Oh, I just love the, the horror that Fraser had around meeting some dating somebody off the internet. I mean, you and Tara are an internet dating success story. So many of my friends are internet dating success stories. Mm -hmm. So, and he's like, "Whatever happened to genuine human connection?" And I was like, "You know what? Sometimes it's hard to meet people in the wild, Fraser." It's it's just the perception that talking to someone online isn't connection of some sort. And like I I don't have time to get on this soapbox, but real quick, like Yes, there's something about the physical interaction of being with someone that's different than meeting someone online, but that doesn't take out meeting online. Like, I have lots of friends that I've met initially online. Uh, I have people that I only know through an mm -hmm. online thing, and that's just, and I have like pretty decent, you know, pretty not large but like memorable memories of mm -hmm. like things we've done like in games or or in that sort of thing. And and if anything, this last year has taught us that 
yes, we need physical interaction, but there is so much to be mined from online interaction. Mm-hmm. I think there are friends that we like, you know, we didn't see on a regular basis, but we had Zoom meetings all during this this pandemic yeah. that like hopefully will continue once we're all f- fine. Well, and especially coming from somebody who the pandemic started about six months after I left the city I'd lived in for six years, it's been so helpful mm-hmm. to keep in touch with everybody in D.C. because it's not like they were hanging out in person anyway. So they were like, well, if we're going to have a Zoom happy yeah. hour, of course we're going to invite people who've moved away. Like, why would we not? Yeah. Um, but sp- speaking of like whole relationships you have with people online, a-, a relative of mine, I only know through the internet. It's my cousin's wife. They've been married about seven years. We didn't go to the wedding. Um, I'm sure it was classier than cousin Dodie's, but, um, like my parents, mm-hmm. I didn't go to the wedding. We've never met her. She and I are friends on Facebook and we follow each other on Instagram and we follow each other's dogs on Instagram. And we probably hit each other up in the DMS once a week. Never <laughs> Slide to each other's DMs. <laughs> Pretty much, but never, never met the girl. Like. But I would say that I am like, if you're like, oh, like, which of your like far flung cousins in Nebraska are you close to? She would be one of them. And we have never met because <laughs> I would be like, I'm always pretty updated on what Chris and Ren are doing. So like, yeah, what, what do you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> um, are you ready to rate this? You got any LOLs? Oh, oh. Do we feel like we've covered it? Oh, enough? do I have LOLs? Oh, I was about to say. Buckle up. Um. When they mention the Antiques Roadshow is going to be in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and they're like, oh, Amish country. Ooh, quilts. <laughs> that was probably my first cackle. I did like when they go like, we're going to, and now for uh, uh, some information on Harrisburg, and they're both like, mute. Yeah, mute. <laughs> um, when Niles says, when Martin, when they realize they, they all want to watch Antiques Roadshow, Niles says, I'll just check outside to see if the world's ended. Um, when Daphne comes in with, like, with, uh, what turns out Donnie's mother's wedding dress, but we don't know what it looks like yet. And she, they're all watching the same thing. She's like, what is this Pavarotti jumping the Grand Canyon? Which <laughs> yeah. I was like, that is such a perfect encapsulation of something they would all watch. Um, can we also talk about that wedding dress for a second? We later learn why it's it's so provocative. Yeah. But I have a slight problem. I can't believe she ran out with it on. I know. I have a slight problem with Donnie wanting Daphne to wear his mother's wedding dress in the first place because I'm like, Daphne, Donnie, you want to feel like you're marrying your mother? That's I mean, weird. I've never heard of a show. Groomed. This is a show about psychiatry. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I have heard a plenty of women whose brides, whose mothers want them to wear their wedding dress. Never the mother-in-law wanting the bride to wear her wedding dress. I, I know it's just a construct for the show, but I was like, yeah. let's, let's unpack this a little bit. Um, we'll see if that gets dropped after this. Oh, when Martin is <laughs> trying to pretend that they were royalty and is like, well, I guess yes, you would have found out yes. after I died. I didn't want you to, ra- to, you know, be raised spoiled. So I abdicated and moved to Seattle and joined the police force. <laughs> and then he says, it's the swans I miss the most. <laughs> <laughs> that whole scene, I was dying during I that. He goes, died. We're royals. And they're like, <gasps> Um, oh, and also I looked up when he said uh, that they were going to take the Winnebago that he purchased with the proceeds from the clock to Elmo, yes. Elmo, Nebraska. I was like, oh, look, like I have a lot of family in Nebraska. Let me go say, there is no Elmo, Nebraska. Oh, that's <laughs> so. a bummer. Um, I, I also love that he was like, I wanted to get something we could all enjoy, like an RV. Yes. And I feel like that was a throwback to the RV episode. Yes, exactly. Um, okay, so are we, are we ready to rate this episode? I, I am I am ready. Uh, I'm willing to give it uh, nine internet dalliances. I like loved this. I wrote down internet one. dalliances. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm also <laughs> going to give this nine uh, Vegas wedding dresses. I yes. I was so like I can't tell you the change in emotion I had about this episode from when I saw which episode it was, or I was like, oh, and when I finished, I was like clapping yeah, yeah, yeah. at the end. <laughs> um, I didn't have that much of a of a change in reaction i just think i was unprepared for how much i would because well, yeah, you had not seen the episode before i had seen right. it before i i don't i didn't remember a lot of it clearly but i just kind of was like oh like i don't like i don't remember this episode fondly but now i do yeah, yeah. um so the next one we're doing is the late dr crane a minor fender bender sends fraser to the hospital while waiting niles hears the name of maris's plastic surgeon mel karnofsky and decides to confront him quotes about a billing error because as the imd uh imdb thing doesn't say uh it turns out it's melanie melinda melinda Just melinda which sh- it should have been uh, melanie i was like i feel like so i like this one but it definitely felt like this weird like middle episode 
Like, it didn't resolve much. Uh, so I actually, I really liked this episode. Not as much as the previous one. And I was probably, I watched them yeah. back to back. So I was writing a little bit of a high from the previous one. But I, 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 I don't know. I really enjoyed this episode. I did too. I think it was a little bit of, a, of a, the opposite of the previous one. And that the other one, I feel like I go, oh, you want to know about Frasier? Mm-hmm. You should watch this one. Whereas I gave this to you, there's, it's like, it doesn't wrap everything up mm-hmm. in a, in a, in a, in a way that's, that's, that's good. And it's also, uh, you have to know a little bit about what's going on yeah. to get through it. Not too much, but I think you figure it out. But yeah, I, I still liked it a lot. I'm also like currently, like it's hard for me to be like, you know, I, like I think this is one that I may enjoy a little more when I see where it's going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then right now I'm just like, what's is something going on with Reagan? I liked Reagan. I, you know, I think this Reagan was in one of the episodes I missed mm-hmm. in the yeah. last session. She's in the episode but Rivals. I, um, and it's, it's Regan. As Regan, they, sorry. It annoys me that it's Regan. It should be Regan. <laughs> they say Regan. It bothers me. Regan. So I like Regan, and she, uh, like, I, I, I just liked her as a character, and it's kind of nice to see that she might be coming back, question mark. And I also liked uh, Mel. I don't mm-hmm. remember her last name. Karnikov or whatever. Karnowski. I liked her as a, yeah. I liked her as a, as a character, and I thought she's a very good distraction from Niall so we can get away from this. You know, I could see the point of like him being with her, but then realizing she's too much like him. She's too Maris like, and then her going, him going back to like Daphne, and maybe even Daphne seeing him with someone and being happy and getting jealous and starting to realize her feelings. I think that's what we've done with this character is create some forward momentum, and we, I hope she comes back. We 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 have created some forward momentum. I I like Mel. I especially like her in this episode. Um, and when Fraser was all like. Well, she was a bit much. I was like, and then Martin says exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, she reminds me of yeah. you. And I'm like, well, it's just Fraser. You just don't like seeing your qualities in someone else. <laughs> well, I think Fraser's jealous because this is something I wasn't able to bring up in the last episode. But I think I made a point when I sent you my notes that what we have found out is that uh, Fraser's true love is Niall. Oh, and I, I did mention that. I, I read that aloud from your notes. <laughs> so. Like, I feel like that's what we learned in that that like of all things, like Fraser is me- is meant to be with Niall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I think this might have been him being like, well, I don't like seeing him with someone else, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I think you feel like I, I have felt that way when close friends of mine who I do everything would start dating somebody. And it's not that mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you're like, you found happiness, but it's like, oh, but you're not as available to me anymore. And I'm not necessarily your yes. first stop when this concert's coming to town or something. So jealousy doesn't mean you were necessarily in love with that person. It just means like. I mean, now, now, I'm, now I'm rethinking all of my of friendships, and apparently I was yes. in love with all of them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I I will say I do think that uh, Mel is a bit much, but I think that's the point of the character is like, I can see, I, I simultaneously went, oh, she's a little annoying, but I also am like, oh, she's perfect for Niles right now. Yes, she's a bit much in all the ways Niles needs somebody to get, be a bit much. Like when she's mm-hmm. like, do you mind if I turn on my HEPA filter? And then he's like, you have a HEPA filter? You have a Svensson. <laughs> that is a line that I that is seared in my memory is you have a Svensson. I don't even know if that's a real yes. HEPA filter brand. But anytime somebody talks about it, I'm always like, do you have a Svensson? <laughs> yes, I. it was such a good scene. And just they start by kind of not doing big laughy moments, but mm-hmm. as soon as she meets him, she, she has like a, some wet wipes or something mm-hmm. in a drawer that she's constantly wiping things down. And like, it's stuff that's not super hilarious, but it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a payoff for Niles's seven season wiping down yeah. gimmick. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, she's, she's played by, I believe, what is it? The actress Jane Adams, I, I think is her name. Yeah. I, She's one of those actresses that I've just seen in a few things, and she's always so. I very she, good. she's steered in my mind as in Father of the Bride Two. She plays the young doctor who delivers Diane <laughs> Keaton's baby, and in You've Got Mail, she plays you a so. reporter that uh, Greg Kinnear ends up breaking up with Meg Ryan to go date. Mm. Um, I re- remember her from a movie called Happiness, which I don't think I can, in good conscience, recommend everyone because it is a very weird movie okay well but, but I, it's, it's I, I do also thematically like interesting I, I do really think of her usually as this character on fraser like those yeah. are those are the three that i that i think of because she is a little bit of that like of, of that guy where you see her mm-hmm. in lots of things but i think she also resembles like one or two other actors as well that now i can't think of um where i'm always like is that agreed yes i think, I think you're is? right 
Um, but I mean, check out her IMDb. She's got an extensive. Oh list, yeah, but... she's she's been in a ton of things. Um, and and she's kind of it's funny because like she you know she's very lovely and in a way like I feel like I've been meant to think like. The, the way they've described Maris is is impossible to visualize at this mm-hmm. point. <laughs> like she's just like an amalgam monster of of, of bad bad physical qualities. Like again, when I when someone says Maris, the first thing I think about is the dog they had for a while with yes. the pillbox hat. Um, like, but I think that she, if they had ever brought Maris on, she would have been perfect to play her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In, in 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 the way she looks, she's very she's got dark hair. She's very very delicate and thin yes she's very she's very like like immaculately put together and everything mm-hmm. um but i also think that she's got like she's not ridiculous like i think maris was like she's a doctor yes. yes she's a plastic surgeon but do you know how hard it is to get into plastic surgery it's the hardest specialty to get into and like yes so it's like she's obviously super smart very successful like tara and i went for a drive uh you know it's it's been interesting because every once in a while we go somewhere that I'm like, I haven't been here in a year because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I know what it was. It was to go get our COVID vaccines. Hooray. Party. And uh, it, it's my endocrinologist. So it was the first time I'd been on a non-telehealth in a long time, in almost a year. And we went by the, where this billboard used to be, kind of out in Round Rock, that for the longest time was for a plastic surgery. And it was just, I don't know if I can properly uh, describe this for radio, but it was a woman with obviously enhanced uh breasts mm-hmm. in but but she also like had her arms up and then was like kind of like weirdly looking at one of them and like mm, like <laughs> there it is and, it was, and i i always went by and every time i saw it i was laugh because i see what they're trying to do like they don't want to be salacious be like hey check out my new rack yes. they also don't want to be like too clinical mm-hmm. so they're trying to give some emotion to it but the emotion they seem to be is like like the same look you would probably if I asked you to take a a, a picture and said sh- with Leo and go show Leo you love him and you went hello Leo but it's to <laughs> one of her breasts and it was so awkward and weird but then as we're driving by I'm like oh the breast lady's gone and Tara was like what <laughs> I had to like stop and explain what I was talking about why do I feel like that I mean it's probably not but I feel like that is a billboard for like Westlake dermatology which is where I go but they have like a million locations and they, their, their billboards are more about like probably. liposuction but um yeah probably th- which yes this this reminds me a little bit though to uh how uh foreignly they talk about Botox injection yes yes <laughs> they like they had to explain and, it to explain what it was yeah and Martin now, and the audience yes and I feel like now I mean there's all these medicinal reasons you get Botox, like you get migraines or whatever. I feel like that's the most of my friends I know that have gotten Botox get it for their migraines. But they're like, but it also mm. like my forehead wrinkles go away, so that's great too. But well, you can get it. Question. You can get it under your arms to get, like if you have excessive sweating, they can shoot Botox into like your sweat glands. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of celebrities do it for award show season. Um, they'll like huh. start start Botox in their underarms. Yeah, like in December or something because, yeah. Interesting. Um, how do you think they made uh, David Hyde Pierce's forehead not wrinkle? I think that was all him. He just didn't. You think that was just him being relaxed? Yeah. All yes. The time? Yes. You don't think maybe they just did a little bit of tape or something? No. Somewhere that was hidden. I mean, wow. I, let me put it this way: I've never considered that. I always just assumed David Hyde Pierce is a world class actor. So I, I feel like that. Maybe. That's that's just muscle control. So <laughs> some like, weird talent he had that he's like, I've been waiting. I'm going to, I'm going to try to not, I'm not going to wrinkle my forehead and just talk. And I think it's pretty easy to do. You just have to like, kind of forget your forehead's there. <laughs> okay. I, I'm, <laughs> I would like to know if they did anything at all to kind of flesh it out. But I, I could also see like you being correct here. Like that. It's just him doing that. But I it's just such a also funny love, bit. I just love when she's like, Oh, the mosquito got you. And he's like, Oh yes. Ow. I also love, Oh, it just dropped dead. Yes. <laughs> and I did. I also love the, uh, um, closer where like Martin sticks a Christmas bow on his head. Yes. Or the birthday bow. Cause he can't feel it. So that, that leads us a little bit to the other, the main plot line, which is that, uh, the news mistakenly reports that Frazier has died. And Fraser yes. starts like really take stock of his life. And I actually really enjoyed rewatching this storyline, especially the part of 
writing your own obituary and like what you want it to mm-hmm. say. And because I mean, Frazier's was ridiculous. He came late in life to athletics, but became a fixture in the Seattle marathon, you know, things like that. But I was like, the things that you want to have said in your obituary, like when you're still alive are the things you should be working on. So, it seems like a good exercise. Yeah, yeah. Which I actually think it is an exercise for some like life coaching and stuff. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, one thing that I really like zoned in on is, I have a tendency to want to support too many causes. So as a result, like in terms of like funding of resources, like nothing gets a, a critical mass of like funds for me. It's like, and I'm like, you know what I should do is I should really just like narrow that scope and really give a lot more time resources to like two causes to where I can really this, make an impact. A, I agree. And I think that's a very good idea. B, that felt like when you, someone asked you like, what are your, uh, what are some problems you have like in an interview and you're like i work too hard i care too much like i just want to like (laughs) i I do care too much (laughs) um i mean every time every time an austin humane society is like this dog needs vet care i'm like oh take my money (laughs) oh yeah those the i i hate when you're remember how they used to do this a lot on congress i don't know if they do it nearly as much but when you'd walk by and be like do you care about dying children and i want to be like off like i just i want to like return like the most rude statement to that like what do you want me to say to that i like how you say like on congress did you ever walk around like downtown dc you couldn't turn a corner without abortion rights or greenpeace being like could you sign a petition to huh i i don't think i feel like i got a lot of petitions it was a lot of stuff at um metro stops but i feel like i also would be like like it could be anything it could be like ryan specifically you ryan your house is on fire and i'm like i gotta go i gotta go like i gotta get them like i'm so zoning them out i I lived close to the dupont circle metro stop which was the like ground zero for there would always be like three different organizations there trying to get you to donate or sign up or something um but yeah so i knew anyway i just i was like you know what like what do i want my obituary to say and then it's time to like start focusing on those things so but they will say that she continued her love of dance throughout her life I want mine to say he wrestled and defeated a bear. So the next thing that happens in this episode is... No, I'm just kidding. Oh, um, I was like, yeah. Um, I, I did want to mention the prevalence of Hickory Farms gift baskets that get sent to their house. Oh, uh, this was d- distinctly talking to me of him being like, oh no, it fell open. I guess we have to keep it. I, so is your family like mine in that we love a Hickory Farms gift basket? Like, love them. <laughs> I feel like I'm the type of person who, if you get me a gift basket, my first thought is, especially if it's like Hickory Farms, my first thought is, what am I going to do with this? And within an hour, it is gone. I have eaten all of it. Like, it's it's something where I have a weird mental block about them. But at the same time, if I, like, maybe it's because when I grew up, I was like, this isn't a toy. This is a gift basket. But now I'm at the point in life, again, almost 40, where I'm like, give me that gift basket. <laughs> So from a young age, Hickory Farms gift baskets have been like a highlight because my dad would get them a lot from colleagues at work or mm-hmm. like he once oversaw like a big group of people and they would all like chip in and get a Hickory Farms gift basket for him for Christmas. And it's stuff. a big work gift. Yeah. It's a big work gift. Um, and but we, we've also sent them as like like a big fancy one to like wedding gifts for people and stuff. And actually, Uncle Gary and his wife have gotten a Hickory Farms gift basket from my parents for the past few years. Um, but like I learned from a young age that there is always a treat in one of those baskets. It's going to be caramel popcorn it's gonna be like chocolate biscuit it's gonna be there's gonna be some candy like thing in there and so that's what you like that's why they were a highlight for me early on as i would be like where's the where's the sweets in here and now now i just love the entire gift basket (laughs) well it's it's funny because i feel like as much as i was like ugh, who gets you a gift basket i feel like i have done many times for people that i like created my own gift basket for them like instead of getting them one thing i'm like mm-hmm. here's a bunch of things i know you like yeah so I, I i don't know i don't know why i have this weird mental block with the idea of gift, gift baskets like but after seeing this episode i'm like i kind of want a gift basket i may just send one. sometimes i feel like i should send <laughs> a while ago tara looks out and 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 she can see people come to the door from her office and she saw the tiff's treats people and she had no idea why we were getting like mm-hmm. my sister decided to randomly send us tiff's Aww. treats but kimber uh tara thought she goes did you just order us t- <laughs> like did you order yourself like because it said you opened it, up, it goes to ryan mm-hmm. no name and she was like did you <laughs> send yourself and i'm like maybe when we get done with this i'll send myself a gift basket i deserve it <laughs> I also like how you're like, I put together gift baskets for people I like. I've never gotten a gift basket, Ryan. 
Where's my gift basket? Here, here's the thing. You probably have what I consider a gift basket, like a bag with multiple things in it. But mostly I think the thing that like departs from my gift baskets to other gift baskets is I take out the basket part. Oh, okay. Yes. You yes. see, like I like I, I, I kind of like I like the idea of here's a bunch of things I know you like here as opposed to one thing. I suppose we but could say like, that what I gave y'all for Christmas was the gift basket, but in, yeah, in a gift yeah, bag. Same thing. Yeah, where it was like, here's yeah, an assortment yeah, yeah. of things. Also, I really need to know if y'all really enjoyed the notepad that said from that was prison mic. I very much enjoyed okay. it. I wore the Fraser socks yesterday. I have There's no mention of the notepads. So I was like, did y'all see the notepad? <laughs> yes, I love I I it's funny because it's one of those things where notepads are meant to be used, and immediately mm-hmm. when I get something like that I like, I'm like, well, I'll never use this yes. because I want to keep it as long as possible. Yes. Um I also didn't tell you about the uh, uh, lowball uh, whiskey glasses I got that said uh, Seattle, I'm listening. I think one of them said that and had like the Seattle skyline. And the other one said like. You you did tell me about them. Oh, I did tell you. You didn't go into specifics, but you said said, I need to show you the Fraser whiskey glasses I got. I'll have to find. We'll have to show you. I think they're in the washing machine at the moment. Not the dishwasher, not the washing machine. (laughs) They're in the washing machine. (laughs) They're dead. Um, but uh, yeah, I got a couple lowball whiskey glasses that were Fraser themed. It was, it was, it was a very Fraser Christmas. I got a few Fraser gifts. Yeah, I, no, got any I Fraser don't know what else I got, y'all. Did I get you Kirby Lane pancake mix? No, I got no, you Amy's uh, Amy's hot cocoa. Amy's hot cocoa. Um, did you enjoy the turtle doves? <laughs> oh, I did. Yes, yes. I, I texted y'all about them. Yes, but I just I. Tara and I always, when that, that scene comes up in Home Alone 2, it was like, turtle doves. We always just, the whole rest of it, we were just sitting there going, turtle doves, turtle doves. <laughs> like, the way he says it is so weird. When you first said it, I was thinking of those turtle chocolates, those, like, caramel no, no, no. cluster. And I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I, we were I, just I like, really we saw them. Doves. We saw them, we're like, oh, oh, Laurel's favorite <laughs> one is Home Alone 2. I do love we Home Alone 2. And have you heard that they- Because he's such they, a big they, Trump fan. Have you heard that they've edited out Donald Trump's cameo? Apparently they had in Canada, but they had done it years before for time, and it only like showed up this year. They're like, I can't believe they edited me out. Oh, I'm so glad he's not on Twitter anymore. Anyway, um, well, it's yeah, it was. I I I love that that's happened. Um, yes, but anyway, yes, okay. Well, uh, I'm just glad that I that I just you know covered off of my my gift basket to you. But yeah, Hickory Farms, like y'all, if you were ever like, what would Laurel like, and I don't know what to get her, find a Hickory Farms (laughs) basket with some cheese some nuts, some summer sausage, and some crackers, and, like, you got a friend for life. I think I'm going to send... The next time gifts go out, there may be a lot of gift baskets in it. What? Okay, can I give you, like, a pro tip, a life hack? Are you giving it to me or are you giving it to the audience as To well? everybody. If you feel like you're going to be okay. sending a lot of gift baskets, like, they're all owned by the same company, like Harry and David, and Edible Arrangements and mm-hmm. everything. They're all owned by the same company. Sign up for their passport, which is, like, 15 bucks, but you get free shipping. You don't pay, like some other fee and you get like discounts throughout the year. It's like, if you send three things from them in the year, it pays for itself. Mm. So that's good to think of my, my aunt and uncle love moose munch. We send them moose munch yes, every year, but I yeah. think that's through Harry and David. The, so. the popcorn factory is one of their, is one of their companies. So now I get catalogs for the popcorn factory. And if there's one thing, if there's a weakness, <laughs> Remember of mine, when we were young and interesting <laughs> and vibrant uh, when I was young, now we have a podcast where we talk about <laughs> when I was young, I loved a tin of popcorn at the age of, you know, 30, um, I still love a huge tin of popcorn. So, um, but yeah, now the popcorn factory, like since we kind of look like monthly and I'm always like, I wish I, could quit you there's there's some place around here that our our studio so it's like cornucopia oh, or something like that that's good to and know. they have a whole bu- they have a bunch of really good savory flavors mm-hmm. i have they have a pickle flavored <gasps> one which i love pickle flavored yes. anything but uh, it's a good popcorn not that we shouldn't support small businesses but trader joe's makes a really good pickle popcorn mm. it's called popcorn yeah, and yeah, a pickle yeah. and it's i think i've had it um, there's Tara, a, there's Tara place, always gets me pickle flavor stuff. There, there's a place in North Park um, in Dallas called Uptown Popcorn, and they have a bunch of different flavors, like 25 different flavors, and they'll let you sample everything. And so that's really where I got like hot on my flavored popcorn, like just beyond the cheddar and caramel. Hey, did you have lunch? I, I had breakfast like at one. I think we're getting hungry. Maybe we should wrap this up. <laughs> I was about to say, is your blood like sugar popcorn? Well, I also have some cheddar caramel popcorn. I'm like, oh, I'm going I'm to f*** that up. Oh, yeah, I'm going to rip into something. I don't know what I got downstairs, but I think I, think I got tortilla chips. I'm going to make some salsa. Okay, just a few little, like, you know, last-minute yes. things. Um, well, hang on. Oh, 
when <laughs> Frazier says that um, he you know came to athletics late in life, um, including the Kentucky Derby, <laughs> and Daphne said, <laughs> "You, a jockey, should be an obituary for the horse." <laughs> yeah, like Frazier's a big dude. Like, I mean, regardless. he even said like as a trainer or an owner or something. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Um, I love that he and Martin both have canes and Martin's all like, Ooh, look at that new cane. Let's see yeah. the corners. Um, I also had a moment where I was like, am I Mel Karnofsky? Like after she hugs <laughs> um, Eddie and then she immediately pulls out a lint brush and lints herself. Yes. Like, I was like, uh-huh. And then she's like, Oh, but I, at least I just like, I called ahead for the chocolate souffle and it'll be ready at seven 30. I was like a hundred percent something I would do. Like, but at least she was nice about Eddie, right? Like, she wasn't like, get this dog away from me. She's like, oh my goodness. Like, yeah. she is who she is, but at least she knows how to act around other people. Well, and also, but she, she was like genuinely I'm nice sorry. to Eddie. She was like, oh, aren't you a little yeah. darling? And then she stood That's, up and used a lint brush. And I was like, that all makes sense. <laughs> what is I mean, it's a little a little funny, and it, but I don't think it paint, it's It's such a good way of doing her that like, she's a very kind person. But at the end of the day, she is, I need to be clean. I need to be this, which is fine. Yes. It's just... But as somebody yes. who lives with a white dog and yeah. probably has inhaled enough dog fur to like create a whole <laughs> nother version of him, um, you, you have to constantly lip brush. You do. Like you just, yeah. So I, I was like, have, I get it, girl. <laughs> have you seen, there's like a meme where it's like a white fluffy dog on the floor and another white dog like right next to it. And the dog looks at her and then you just see a broom come from off screen and just sweep away the other dog. Cause it turns out it's just hair from the first dog. I have not seen that, but I, that, I have to find this. It's very, that, this that, that resonates with me. Let me put it that yes. way. Um, I had two quick little moments that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I liked, uh, uh, when the, they were announcing Fraser's death and they said, uh, he will be missed. But this rain won't be missed, will it, Flip? And they, like, threw it to the weather person. It was so good. Did you also notice that we now know Fraser's age? He was 47 in this episode. Oh, no, I didn't put that together. So, yeah, when they put up his years years of life, I was like, oh, doing the math, 47. The other one I liked is when they were talking about uh, him going, like, telling the story at Duke's and getting free beers. And they're like, but that's not the truth. He goes, the truth doesn't put anything on a coaster. (laughs) I, like, want to needlepoint that for, like, someoneone's bar area. And just like, that's actually yeah like a cross stitch yes yeah. the truth doesn't put anything on a coaster i also really in the same scene i really like roz's she was like i remember where i was when i heard the news and crowds <laughs> gathered at a department store window and then it started to rain and it was like the angels were crying <laughs> i do feel like in these last two episodes there were a lot of moments where it felt like fraser's friends were playing him like a fiddle between this and then martin being like your royalty, you yeah. know, it's just great moments. I I also feel like I do that with people when they're like, like, remember when this happened, something rather trivial. And I'm always like, well, I'll never forget where I was when I heard the news. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, I think I got that from Roz. Are you ready to rate this one? I am. I am. What what do you what do you give it? I, I'm gonna give it. Um, I'm gonna give it again. I think I'm coming off a high from the previous one. I'm gonna give it eight. Um, Spencer's. I think I'm going to give it seven dead mosquitoes just because that dead mosquito <laughs> it just it's like you're putting poison in your body. It's like, it's not poison. Oh, the mosquito just died. <laughs> I would so, also love it if he was like, it's moment. not poison. It's botulism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, guys, we really love those episodes. We'd love to hear what you think about them. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, our email is craniacs at gmail.com. That's C-R-A-N-E-I-A-C-S. We are at craniacs on Twitter. Craniacs, a fra- uh, Frasier podcast on Facebook. Search for us there. And uh, we're available on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and some others that I can't remember. Overcast might be one of them. Yes, Overcast is <laughs> the one I use. Also, I think we're on Google, yeah, go. Google Podcasts. We're, yes, we're yeah. on Google Podcasts now. So wherever you find us, please give us the highest review. It really helps us out as a small little uh, podcast out there. Helps us get some more listeners. Helps us uh, spread the word. Spread the word to your fans. and Your your, your fans. If you have fans and you listen to this, please spread the word <laughs> yeah, to them. Yeah, please. But your, your, <laughs> your friends and family. Um, but if you're thinking about not doing any of that stuff and you're like, what should I do with my time? Well, if you're thinking, I'm going to give a four-star lower review. Mm-hmm. Laurel has some, other than buying uh, a uh, gift basket for yourself, Laurel might have another recommendation. I of mean, what to first, do. obviously sign up for that passport program where you get like free shipping and everything. But um, I recently found out that one of my favorite uh, 30-minute comedies is in its last season. That is Superstore. I do not watch a lot of 30-minute mm. com- network comedies. I pretty much watch Superstore and Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Blackish, and that's it. Um, 
And I just really encourage people to like catch up on Superstore. I don't know where you can find it because I've watched it like pretty much ever since it first came on. Um, I'm, I know that at I think least it's on Hulu. I was gonna say, I know some of it's on Hulu. Like that's how I keep up with it currently. But, um, and I know you're probably like that show that's like kind of about set in a Walmart. Uh huh. That's the show that I'm recommending. And the promotion of the show, the way they promoted it doesn't do it any favors. I don't think they at all capture the like humor and heart of the show. But over the years, the show has like managed to tackle really serious issues like forming a union, um, illegal immigration, ice raids. And this whole season has, the show has been, you know, tackling COVID as like them being frontline workers, but still with some levity, which they've done really well. Um, I read an article mm. that called it the, like the, the show that is the, the show that's handling COVID the best or the show that's handling COVID in the smartest way, something like that. So anyway, Highly recommend that you get on board. Um, when it ends, I think it's, I think this is sixth season. So when it ends, you'll have six seasons to watch, but it's just, it's a very charming and endearing show. And I know literally one other person that watches it. So, um, if you need a 30 minute comedy to add to your repertoire, I highly recommend you getting caught up on that. It's on NBC and, um, potentially all of it's on Hulu. So. So yeah, it's uh, all six seasons are on Hulu. Um, I'm gonna throw in a real quick recommendation. Uh, download the Just Watch app. I can't tell people how often I use this. It's just a compendium of shows and movies and everything. You just enter it and it tells you here's where it's playing. Uh, not only like where it's streaming, but also where it's uh, you can you know pay for it uh, or you can actually buy seasons. So like or rent it depending on what movie it is. Just Watch mm-hmm. app. It's also a, a uh 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 what's the word god in heaven it's a <laughs> it's a website you know that hard word that we never use okay grandpa good it's god. a what, what do you call it a website <laughs> yeah but it's a you can just look it up i think it's justwatch.com it might be justwatch.something weird i don't remember but you'll find it really easily but it's a great it's a i use it all the time when someone goes hey what's this movie like we should watch it i'll be like well is it streaming well you can rent it for three dollars here you can buy it here you know oh, that's, so that, that is actually really helpful i feel like my parents and i did a lot of where can we watch this christmas movie over christmas yes so and and i, I, I the only the reason i'm recommending it is because you're like the 10th or 12th person like I've talked to recently that has been like, how do we, you know, like, mm-hmm. I wonder if it's streaming. Well, I'll, let me pull up this app and I can tell you real quick. Yeah. I've also found out about all sorts of strange streaming services I've never heard of. Like you can get two seasons of uh, Superstore on Fubo. Oh, I, I do know about Fubo because it's often, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but it's, yeah. at some point, when can we just have all these different streaming services by each other? And then there's just like two streaming services. That's, I really just need that. That's a ways down the road because I feel like we're doing the opposite right now. Well, yes. I have a problem with the fact that Peacock, NBC's new streaming service, Mm -hmm. you can't watch it anywhere. It's not available on Amazon Fire. I tried to download it to my parents' smart TV. Wasn't an option. I was like, what is the point of a streaming service that you can't watch? There's a lot of stuff. We've been doing a lot of the uh, uh, watch watch parties on Disney Plus, and you can only do that on... uh, laptops or web browsers so you can't can't do do it on on the yeah because it sends you a link and you have to like click on the link and put it in somewhere and you can't do that on fire stick or whatever so Mm. we're getting closer to the i I feel like we for a while it was great because it was like netflix and that's why we refer to everything as netflix Mm -hmm. but now it's there's a bazillion streaming services Mm -hmm. i don't Mm -hmm. know it's why it's why i always always promote buying physical media because then you have it you can use it you're good to go but it's it's funny that you say that i um i'm moving apartments next week and so i'm packing up everything this weekend and i was like okay i need a good packing entertainment that i don't have to pay a lot of attention to and then i was like you know what it's been a long time since i've watched all eight harry potter movies so and i have them on blu-ray and so i'm like here we go yeah well yeah guys uh check out superstore check out the just watch app yeah and (laughs) super exciting app i don't know why or a website Yeah, exactly. Our website. Uh, But we'll see you next time. Uh, But until then, I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're listening. Bye, y'all.